Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Golf in the Northwest podcast on 1080thefan.com. Brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Doing the right thing matters. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Royal Exteriors. Triple-pane windows for up to 60% less than double-pane. RoyalExteriorsLLC.com. And by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you this last Golf show of the season, yes. As well, the PGA Tour is wrapping things up, we are putting a giant bow on the season this Saturday. How are you, Harold? And it, it worked out. Yeah. We, they end, we end. This and is a major uh, As we story. go right into uh, the football season, you've got uh, Seahawks preseason action here this evening. we got the first college football game of the season over on 9-10 this afternoon, Miami and Florida. So it's a uh, perfect transition. However, uh, lots of great golf left to be played in the month of September and hopefully into October as well. A great time to get out. It's not uh, uber hot, but uh, when it does warm up, if we get to one of those Indian summers, great I, time to get out. It is uh, great golf in September and October, and the golf course is kind of clear out too because after Labor Day, a lot of people – Put their clubs back in the garage. They're not going to pick them up yep. till. Uh, well, and if you, the, you know, people that have kids that are taking them to soccer games or football games and all of those sorts of things, they're. Those are just excuses. They're time windows. I think you become, take the day off, send the kids to school, put them on a bus, say goodbye, you grab go. your clubs and go play. See, Harold, Perfect. this is why you're a class A coach is because you get up all in the face of these dudes who want to be better, who are amateurs, and you tell them, I don't care about your family, don't yeah. care about your wife, pick up the club and hit it. I'm staring across the room at one of those guys yep. right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I admit it. I'm well aware of that fact. Okay. So let's do something about it. Being aware of it and is not a cure. Well, if I had complete control to do something about it, I do. However, I don't get to dictate my own schedule as much as I would appreciate. You should try to hide in his bedroom in his closet. <laughs> no he's, way. Like, sleeping. There is no way I would I would enter that that <laughs> sanctum or whatever. Bust through the doors. Get up. Yeah. Four AM. No, there's that's one closet I'm staying out of. Uh, I don't think there's probably any room in there for me. No, no skeletons in there. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a lot of help here to uh, uh, over the next hour as we uh, wrap up the season. Jeff Shane, our good buddy, uh, who is now uh, consolidated from the man of many jobs to a single job. He's got a new gig down in Orlando. Uh, one of our favorite golf riders. He's going to join us at 8.15. We'll kind of wrap up players of the year, uh, how the new schedule worked in the PGA, some of the new rule changes, and 
uh, get his thoughts on the proposed all of a sudden pace of play now is taking the forefront of the the headlines. The European tour has some four-point plan. Uh, everybody on the PGA tour is now blaming uh, Bryson DeChambeau. So it'll be interesting to get his thoughts. It's interesting to, yeah, it is. I, I'd like to hear what how he feels about players calling out another player. Uh, they do it in football and the NFL oh, all yeah. the time. We don't do it in golf very often. So it's interesting to see Brooks Kepka call out Bryce J.B. Holmes. Brooks got yep. after J.B. Holmes at the uh, the Open Championship, and now everybody's getting on Bryson. Well, peer pressure might make a change, and yeah. it's it's actually alerted the tour to. Well, we know fines problem. don't. They they can't right. find them enough to make right. it significant, and those aren't publicly disclosed. So we don't know who's really been fined or been on the clock or timed. Even though the only way we would know players come out and say it as they've done or uh, somebody actually gets a penalty. I can't remember the last penalty on the PGA tour for actual slow play. Uh, I don't know of one. Uh, they've thrown guys off the tour for, for drugs, but not for slow yeah. play, which so, one's worse. Yeah. We'll get his thoughts, uh, thoughts on that. And then Sean Lanny is going to join us a golf channel Academy instructor. Uh, he's now uh, part-time at Langdon Farms here in the Northwest. He was a Southern California kid and, and is one of the top short game instructors in the country. Right. Yeah, Sean, good friend. Uh, very good. Uh, we'll talk some putting. We'll talk some chipping. But uh, Sean understands the game from top to bottom. So we got uh, all that over the next hour. And uh, Harold and I have some final thoughts on uh, what we will remember most from this past golf season uh, on the professional ranks as well. But as always, we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. RoyalExteriorsLLC.com Three tours of note this week. I know the Champions Tour is up uh, in Seattle for the Boeing Classic. Uh, just a regular uh, old event there. Freddie Couples is the unofficial host. So uh, you'll keep an eye on that. You'll see that. But we're focusing on three main tours. The LPGA is in uh, Ontario, Canada at Magna Golf Club in Aurora, Ontario. Uh, they will be here in Portland next weekend for the uh, Portland Classic presented by Cambia. Uh, but uh, your leader is Nicole Broach Larson out of Denmark, 1,200 par, and then Jin Young Ko, the number one ranked player in the world. She's one shot back at 11 under. Yu Lu, Brooke Henderson, the defending champion, and Pajari Anarukarn from Thailand uh, at nine under par. Amy Olsen and Brittany Altimore, or Altimer, uh are in the mix, but they – you're keeping an eye on because they are trying to get the last two automatic qualifying spots. One comes from Solheim cup points. One comes from the Rolex world rankings. They're in position to grab those last two automatic spots. Uh, team captain Julie Inkster has said on Monday after they uh, do all the math to see who got in uh, or qualified through the point system, then she will pick her last two captains picks I think she's hoping both Amy and Brittany get those automatic spots. I think she'd like to take a couple of veterans, a Morgan Pressel, uh, a Stacey Lewis, 
but I think if one of those two falls short, she's going to feel compelled to take one of them. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's one or two openings yet. Amy Olson and uh, Altamari are are close to grabbing, and so is is it Angel Yin? Angel Yin is uh, in the mix. So, so uh, there's one three. spot. Brittany Altamari has a seven point lead over Allie McDonald for the final point spot. If she finishes way up there, she'll have that clinched. The other spot comes off the Rolex rankings. Okay. Um, so Yin is 32nd, uh, Austin Ernst 41st, Danny Park 42nd, Angela Stanford 47th, and Amy Olson 48th. So I don't know how much points Amy would pick up if she gets a top five, top three finish, how many places she could jump there. It gets a little bit confusing at this yeah. point, but – Let's just say Julie Inkster has some decisions to make as far as her captain's picks. Uh, she's got a very young team, uh, not necessarily young, but inexperienced team. So selecting a couple of veterans wouldn't hurt. It looks like Stacey Lewis is probably playing the best of those uh, players right now. Uh, so... We'll see. When is the Solheim Cup coming up? Uh, it's a couple of weeks. It's uh, the September what, 12th through the 15th or something like right. that. Yep. So, uh, but Julie, yeah, we'll make our captain's picks on Monday. So an important uh, important tournament up there in Canada before the ladies are here in Portland next week. Uh, PortlandClassic.com for tickets there. The Corn Ferry Tour Finals continue. They are in Boise for the 30th year of the Albertsons Boise Open, presented by uh, Kraft Nabisco. Uh, Jeff Sanders and his crew running that tournament. Ryan Brem, a former uh, Winco Foods Portland Open champion, is your leader at 1,200 par. He's already got his uh, card secured for next season, so he's trying to uh, pick up some uh, status there. Charlie Saxon, one back. Zach Blair, Tyler Duncan, Grayson Murray are at 10 under par. Scott Harrington had a nice round, 467 in round two. He got the five under, made the cut. He had a great finish in Columbus, a top 10 finish there. Picked up a lot of points, so he moved up from 19th now to 16th. So the guys, even though they secured their tour card, they are trying to uh, have their status move up significantly. And it's nice to see Scott, after he finally got his tour card here in Portland, continued to play well as he has the last really couple of months. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't take a break or something because that was a, a huge emotional uh, experience in Portland. Uh, although right now they are playing for uh, better status on tour. And, and the assumption is that if you get your card, you can get into every tournament, and that's just not the case. There's a priority list going on here. The only person player that does get in is has 100% is the number one. Everyone else is fighting for those uh, spots. So the other local name, uh, Ben Crane, did not make the cut. He shot a pair of one under 70s, and he is in danger of losing status on the PGA Tour. And you've got to wonder, he's, he's had the chronic back issues over his career. Um, and you start to wonder now, He'll obviously, there's some tournaments he's he's won on the PGA Tour, so he'll have, you'll see him on the PGA Tour, but if he doesn't have a great showing in their uh, last event, uh, which is maybe the toughest course they play on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, they're out, is it Indiana or Illinois where they go, they it, finish up? It's um, Newburgh, uh, Victoria National Golf Club in Newburgh, Indiana. Right. 
and it is a bear of a course. If he doesn't have a uh, a good finish there, I don't know if we'll see him on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't know if he'll just take whatever he can get, try and get uh, PGA Tour status uh, as they go throughout the season. But Well, I'm sure he'll try to get some uh, sponsors' exemptions, although those are pretty pretty tough to get. I think you'll see him on the Corn Ferry Tour. The player who surprises me, who was also two under, is Stuart Sink. He won a, a British Open. And here he is on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, actually trying to qualify to get back on the major yep. tour. Um, you have a number of good players, Peter Uline, uh, who else? Eric Compton, a lot of these players, Dylan uh, Wu players, Johnson Wagner. There's a whole list of them that did not uh, make it uh, to the top 150, and they are back out there trying to uh, secure their card for next year. And, of course, then the new schedule, the wraparound schedule, kicks in September 12th through the 15th. They're starting at the Greenbrier, so that was one of the tournaments that got squeezed out from the, the main schedule. So that'll come back. Um, you've got the Safeway Open that'll be in Napa, at the end of September, uh, Sanderson Farms, you got the Shriners Hospital in, in Las Vegas. So, And then the Houston Open will be on the wraparound part now. They got squeezed out with the condensed schedule of the PGA between the Masters, that sort of stuff. So those are coming in on the wraparound schedule. So it'll be interesting to see. Normally the top players kind of park it for a little bit once the Tour Championship is over. So a lot of these guys that are just getting their cards – those first five or six tournaments is an opportunity to make some hay. No kidding. And you on. win one of them, and now you've got a yep. two-year exemption. So it is very important for these players. They will not get a break. They'll move right from from yeah. these tournaments uh, and the playoffs right into the new season. They'll get, yeah, they'll get a week or two off there before mm -hmm. it kicks in. Um to just kind of collect their thoughts and uh, start to get organized for the PGA Tour. Uh, speaking of the Tour, the Tour Championship, Eastlake Country Club in Atlanta. It is hot. It is sticky. Uh, Brooks Kepka has forged his way to the top of the leaderboard at 13 under par. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, one back. Xander Shoffley at 11 under. Uh, Paul Casey at 9 under. And then you're back to Patrick Cantlay at 7 under. The question will be, uh, with this revised way that they staggered the start of this tournament to determine the FedEx Cup champion and the Tour champion. Uh, if anybody that's passed Patrick Cantlay has enough uh, tournament left to get there. So Justin Thomas started at 10 under par. He's only two under uh, overall. This, this course is ridiculously hard. The heat and the humidity making it harder on the guys. It was tough, and then they had a a weather delay yesterday. It was it was good for Xander Shoffley, who came back out and felt good about his swing. But Brooks Kepka felt like it really interrupted any momentum he had. Justin Thomas felt the same way. Except though they, you know, they're at the top of the leaderboard. I'd love to start any tournament at ten under myself. Par. Yeah, yeah, ten under. Uh, that's the only way I'd ever get to <laughs> ten under is to is to start there. Uh, it's an interesting format, and I think it's here to stay. We're going to talk uh, with Jeff Shane. He'll join us next. We'll have more about the new format there, the, the FedEx Cup playoff system, the condensed schedule, 
uh, all of those things and how they uh, plan to address slow play on the PGA Tour and other professional tours. Jeff Shane joins us next as we keep it going here. It's Golf for the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Yes, the all-new center and the saint here. Uh, well, which one are you? I'll be the center. Well, I, I'm no saint. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this who's is still closer? golf in the Northwest for one more Saturday. Right. I do know that. We're very happy to have <laughs> joining us to, to ring out the golf season. Uh, the man, uh, no more of many jobs. He's got a new gig uh, with the Village's Daily Sun down there in Florida. Our good buddy Jeff Shane joining us here this morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and, and to quote Billy Joel, it's better to laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. <laughs> that is that is very, very true. Very true. Uh, quickly, let everybody know uh, your new gig. Again, thevillagesdailysun.com or uh, on Twitter at VDailySun. Uh, you get to be a golf writer again for just uh, one entity. Congratulations. Well, thank, thank you very much. Uh, I, I truly did not expect to go back into a full-time job into newspapers. Um, for, for, for those that uh, may not know, I've been laid off uh, eight times in my career, and I wasn't sure that I wanted to get in line to do that again. But the Village's Daily Sun is one of the few newspapers that is actually growing in this industry. We have a market uh, that is the number one uh, nationally in growth year to year, and it's been that way for, for well over a decade. We have almost 100,000 population, and we are adding – we can't build houses fast enough. And w as far as our paper is concerned, we are the fifth largest newspaper now in the state of Florida, and they've never laid anybody off. And you, you know, Jeff, you're the only one with a full time job in the villages. Everyone else is retired. <laughs> well, I have a I have a newsroom full of people working full time jobs, and and uh, we serve our market well. <laughs> well, congratulations again, and uh, yeah, we'll look for that. You can also follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Shane S H A I N, and that'll have uh, links to it. So as we we look at this tour championship. Uh, wrapping up the PGA Tour season, everybody seems to think Brooks Kepka had the player of the year wrapped up. Uh, he had a major win, finished second uh, uh, at others. Uh, he had a WGC victory. Maybe if Rory catches him, that'd be his third win. Even though he didn't get a major, he did win the players. So uh, maybe that's uh, a little bit uh, not completely uh, fixed yet, but as far as uh, the year went on the PGA Tour and for, as far as what we saw, Tiger winning the Masters and then pretty much unable to do anything the rest of the year, what kind of sticks out for you at this point? Uh, for me, it, it's actually still Brooks Koepka's year, uh, top to bottom, with, with all of the majors. Uh, he only won one of them, but he's one of, uh, I, I think it's three guys, four guys, that has finished top four or top five in every major this year. Um, and, and with the depth of competition on tour, I, I find that very, very hard to ignore. And, and we can argue that he doesn't show up in non, uh, you know, non-important tournaments, so to speak, or in your regulation tournaments. Uh, but he also did win a World Golf Championships event. Maybe you add that to his list, and I've said it to others, I don't remember if I've said it to you guys, but you remember the wide receiver Chris Carter 
And he's in the Hall of Fame now, so of course we probably do remember him. But he got cut from the Philadelphia Eagles with the famous Buddy Ryan line, all he does is catch touchdowns. <laughs> Meaning that he, yep. you know, he, he wasn't a guy that would go over the middle or get you a first down in the middle of the field, but he was always there and open in the end zone. Well, I've said all year, all Brooks, made, Brooks Kepka does is win major championships. And guess what? That's going to define a Hall of Fame career, don't you think? Oh, absolutely it will. And that's what the average fan looks at. What what majors have you won? Not necessarily whether you've won the waste management in, in January or February. Uh, Jeff, your opinion of the new format uh, for the tour championship? I was, I, I was uh, kind of a wait and see guy to see how this was going to play out, but it has, it has grown on me. Uh, and maybe it's because we got a little bit of everything here in these first two days. We, we did not have the runaway that I think was the fear of Jay Monahan and everybody else at Camp Ponte Vedra. Uh, we actually had somebody that was able to make up that staggered start on the first day and put himself in the contention with Xander Schauffele. And we look at this halfway leaderboard and we have the number one, number three, number five, and number 11 guys uh, in the world rankings at the top. And that, that's pretty good. Now, personal preference, I would like to see match play on the weekend. I'd like to sit, take that top four and seed them so that we get Kepka versus Shockley and McElroy versus Thomas in the semifinals. Now, they didn't ask me, but uh, I would love to have a Sunday showdown. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like this? A Sunday showdown for $15 million in FedEx Cup money. That's uh, a great idea. Yeah, it is a great. I, I hadn't thought of it in that realm, but uh, Jeff Shane is our guest here, the Village's Daily Sun, our uh, buddy golf writer. Uh, was that something that was ever even discussed, brought up, or? I, I think it's um, the water in the Villages. <laughs> it might be. I, I think it's one of those things where amongst golf writers who did not like the previous format whatsoever because, you know, we'd be sitting in the press room trying to follow it and it was difficult enough. And, you know, guys like, you know, Rory and, and, and Jordan Spieth and Bill Haas and Luke Donald couldn't follow it at all while they were playing. We were always trying to come up with, with new and different and better formats and match play was was certainly a, a discussion and i think that I, I think when you look at from a casual fan standpoint wouldn't that just attract eyeballs we have two guys that are showing down for at the time we were talking about 10 million but now we're talking about 18 holes for 15 million dollars what kind of pressure uh would that create on a sunday afternoon yeah. no that'd be fantastic i i be curious i don't know if they could start them earlier or if they want to I'd, I'd love to see eight maybe a quarter final round but that means you're playing 36 possibly on saturday and in that atlanta heat in august that might be asking too much but yeah well i, I think if, if you take what we have now and and say use the staggered start so that you still reward the guys at the top of the uh, of the fedex cup standings and then you, 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 this is my ideal. You start, you start, use the staggered start. You start a day early. You play 54 holes. So essentially you're kind of completing 72 with the staggered start. And you just take the top four guys. They've had their chance. 
uh, and and you you know you're going to get quality guys because they've been you know they they're in the top thirty to begin with and 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 they've been seeded so that the best has the best chance to roll through. Um, I don't I you know that that's my ideal. So um, you know that means it'll never ever be listened to except perhaps in columns for the Village's Daily Sun. <laughs> and we'll listen every now and then too. Uh, Jeff, uh, what do you think of the amount of money that's being paid out in this tournament? You have, uh, Rory says the money doesn't mean anything to him, but I can tell you right now, Lucas Glover's liking $395,000. And I think you, you've hit it right on the head. For those guys at the top that, that, that have their portfolios well-established, after a while, it becomes monopoly money, and, and it's just a question of how much are your grandkids uh, going to be able to inherit to pay for their college education. Uh, but for a guy like a Lucas Glover or a rookie on tour like a Sung J.M., um, you're looking at that with, with a lot of dollar signs and, and, and thinking of it that way because you can start that kind of portfolio and not have to make your, your family, your grandkids ever worry about having to uh, scrape by for, for an income, uh, you know, in, in, their, in their childhood. So Sung J.M., Jason Kokrak, Corey Connors, those guys are looking at it saying this is this is pretty darn sweet, but um, for Justin Thomas, for Justin Rose, for Rory McIlroy, uh, this is this is about a trophy and some prestige and maybe maybe some subconscious Hall of Fame points. Uh, overall, the new condensed schedule. We saw the players in March, and then a major. Basically, uh, every four weeks after that, uh, we're getting finished up here this weekend. So they're completely uh, off the uh, major stage. Not trying to compete with the NFL and college football for their big uh, finishing events. How well did it work, and what tweaks might we see? Obviously, the Olympics are next year, so they had to make a tweak, but. Uh, what tweaks might we see to the PGA schedule moving forward? Yeah, I think we've got to throw out, throw out next year's schedule completely because of, of dropping the Olympics in the middle and having to shuffle the puzzle pieces around. But I, I think a lot of players have, a lot of the players have said, uh, we, we're not quite sure how to handle this. And even though it wasn't all that different before with the players in May and you were still having one big event. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost him. All right. Unfortunately, we didn't get a finish up there, which Jeff looks like, uh, I don't know, his phone cut out, something, unfortunately. But uh, we'll have to follow him for next year. Yeah, and and he may reappear here in a minute or two. He might try and call back, but uh, we were, we were kind of up against it there. But I think we got the feel. It's still a work in progress with those guys. Uh, I think the older players, um, you're looking at, we saw from Tiger, he won the Masters. He put so much into it, and then they kept coming, and he couldn't ever get the right time to, to get another competitive round, get his game in shape before the next one came up. Well, and and for the better, those players who are at the top, it's no big deal. Uh, they'll figure it out. I think the tour is expanding to 49 tournaments. We were talking a little while ago about reducing the yeah. size of a field. Well, that's okay. 
but you're giving him more opportunities to play. So there's a balance going indeed, on Indeed, indeed. Thanks again to Jeff Shane. Uh, again, you can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Shane, S-H-A-I-N. Uh, congratulations to him. His new gig there, The Village's Daily Sun. So uh, there's a link to that on his Twitter page. When we come back, time to talk to one of the premier short game coaches in all of golf, Sean Lanny, who is now uh, setting up shop at Langdon Farms. Uh, what to work on here in uh, while we still have good weather, but also uh, in the offseason to improve your short game to get ready for next year. Making the turn here, it's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to ask the pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on The Fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.32 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest. Center and Saint coming up following us. Seahawks preseason football, uh, 5 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock kick. They take on the Chargers over on uh, 910 ESP in Portland. We'll have the first college football game of the season, Miami and Florida. Uh, pre-game at 3, kickoff at 4 there. So uh, we usher in the football season as we wrap up uh, the golf season here. Thanks again to Jeff Shane for joining us there. And now we're very pleased to have with us one of the top short game instructors uh, throughout the United States. You may have seen him uh, as part of the Golf Channel Academy of Instructors. Sean Lanny, good morning, Sean. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. How are you guys? We're fantastic. We're fantastic. I see, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, uh, a Southern California lad, uh, but now have uh, have a presence out at Langdon Farms, one of our favorite stops, uh, uh, favorite spots to play here in the Northwest. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Langdon Farms is uh, one of my two homes up here. I also uh, spend some time at Tri-Mountain Golf Course up in Ridgefield. So it's a, it's a, a wonderful balance for the folks that come from Seattle and the northern part of Portland, and then I've got a lot of folks in the southern part of Portland, and obviously Langdon Farms is uh, such a fabulous facility with uh, the practice facilities and the short game areas that I need to uh, accommodate my instruction programs. So, Sean, I know you've had a busy year, and you do a lot with the short game. Uh, for our listeners, uh, let's start with what is the biggest issue with their ineffective short game well you know I, I think understanding some basic fundamentals like ball position handle position the the way that they use the sole of the golf club to slide and glide uh, most amateurs as you're fully aware are going to have more issues with thinning and batting shots and you know they they can't hit the shot with the type of trajectory and distance control they're looking for and that's a pure product of a simple fundamental of of where the golf ball lies in their stance and how they stand their body to the handle of the golf club. And um, I really just yeah, I really just focus on that simple fundamental for quite a few players, and that goes a long way in helping them become a, a much more well-rounded player when it comes to having more options and more shots to hit around the greens. So you're talking specifically about how they set up and understanding their setup. Any advice you can give them in their stroke? Yeah, so if, if we're talking short game, yes. chipping, pitching. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a basic chip shot, I think traditionally the, the golfer has been taught to lean the club shaft forward towards the target, position the ball back in the stance so there's a descending downward hit. And I think what that does for a lot of folks, it, it sets them up for the leading edge to penetrate and dig into the turf. And 
that's pretty disastrous for a lot of golfers. And unfortunately, when golfers experience that, they, they take that equation, they take that approach into their pitching motion. And when the, when the motion is bigger, when the swing is bigger, and the club's traveling down and the ball was back and the handle was more forward, that just leads to an even bigger disaster. And so, you know, again, players that have struggles around the greens, uh, I would just focus on the, the golf ball being more in the center of their actual stance and the club shaft being more neutral, which means it points right through the center of their body. And, of course, what that does, it sets the player up for success. So when the club is delivered back down to the golf ball, they're actually capable of turning around their lead leg and they're allowing the club to continue to move through the contact with the golf ball. I think that old point that I was always brought up is you're, you're making a motion and the ball is getting caught in the way of the golf club coming down, catching the golf ball. We're not actually striking at it in most cases. So I think most amateurs are going to hit more at the ball versus make a, uh, a rhythmic fluid swing. And it does tie into timing and it does tie into the tempo and the rhythm of the motion, which is why I believe deeply in blast golf being a great solution for a lot of uh, golfers, regardless of the skill level. Sean Lanny is our guest uh, online. His website, Sean Lanny Golf. That's L A N Y I Golf.com. Uh, and you uh, mentioned there he's a Class A PGA Golf professional, but also Level 3 Aimpoint Express. And as we move from uh, around the green to getting on the green, I think we've seen Adam Scott uses this uh, a lot the Aimpoint Express, where we see the guys kind of uh, straddling the line behind their golf ball and holding their fingers up. What uh, Maybe go back to the Aimpoint Express system. What was it based on? And for amateurs, how do you go about starting to instill those, those instructions uh, for that system? Yeah, for sure. So Aimpoint is going to be your, your ultimate field-based green reading approach. Um, it's, it's not a gimmick. It's not a... Uh, a new found method. It's actually something that's uh, built around the concepts of physics and mathematics and uh, understanding how to feel slope with your feet. And then whatever slope you feel, whether it's a flat 1% or a severe 3%, you match that with the same amount of fingers. And it's a way to detect exactly what the aim line and what we call the aim point line would be for a golfer. Uh, I've been fortunate to spend some quality time with uh, Mark Sweeney, the founder of Aimpoint, who um, who first originated Aimpoint Technologies back in the day when the virtual putting technology was on the PGA Tour and it would show the actual line the player had to hit the ball on, which we've all seen. And, you know, what it does, it eliminates the glorified guess. So for the player that is out there reading putts and they're kneeling behind the ball and they're saying, I think it's going to go right to left, uh, cup from right to left, and the actual putt breaks the other way, that's a perfect example of a guess going wrong. And everyone's been a, a victim of guessing at what a putt's going to do and guessing wrong. And, you know, what Aimpoint does, it, it's, it's certain. It's, it's exact and it's precise, and it really comes down to giving the player an exact line. And if we can read a putt correctly, then we can aim on that line correctly. It comes down to hitting the putt with great speed. And quite frankly, you know, once you can do those three elements, read, aim, and control speed nicely and, and well, I think you're on the right track from a player perspective. So Aimpoint's a huge part of my business. Uh, a lot of college players, not just on the Pacific Northwest around here, but I have a lot of 
players that are uh, kind of taking after the Lydia Coe role. And like you said, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, they're all full Aimpoint users. And I know, Harold, you've been an advocate of uh, Aimpoint over the years. I so am. I, know you, I, know I am, absolutely. Yeah, I think what's so intriguing about Aimpoint and, and uh, kind of a an alien thought for most players is that we are reading greens with our feet and our eyes, and I would say uh, about 80% with our feet and, and, and about 20% with our eyes, where the average player is just looking and seeing, and that's where the guesswork comes in. Right, right, correct. So you have another uh, thing that you work with, you and you brought it up earlier, blast motion, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, share with our listeners what blast motion is. Yeah, thanks, Harold. So um, blast motion is a motion capture. It's a swing and stroke analyzer. So basically what that means, it's a grip end sensor that goes on the golf club, and it, it measures timing, it measures tempo, it measures how much the face rotates. And it is extremely accurate, and it's basically um, at the price point of $149. going to give you all the information that you need. It's got a, a video analysis tool, so you can work on your, uh, your putting or your short game or your full swing elements. You can collect all this data, and you can collect all this data that is kind of pertaining to the ways to clean up and make your actual motion more efficient in terms of timing. And Blast Motion has a wonderful new app that we're going to be launching in the early part of the year. But the current app, really, again, it just gives the player the task of managing time. So if the timing of your stroke or your swing is inefficient, that's allowing for a lot more variables to come into play, which is going to cause for a lot more potential mistakes in your motion. And I think that's an important thing to, to hang our hat on is uh, we can measure the timing. We can measure what the face does throughout the motion where a lot of the times TrackMan and GC Quad and Foresight machines, uh, they're, they're a little bit more limited during the stroke. We capture all that information, that great information with those other tools at impact, but Blast captures all that, that uh, information during the motion. So it's a pretty fantastic tool. It's, uh, it's definitely a tool a lot of folks can get their hands on. Tri-Mountain carries it, Langdon Farms carries it, uh, Fiddler's Green down in Eugene carries it. So we're we're slowly getting the word out, and a lot of clubs are seeing the importance uh, in the technology. Yeah, it's basically a field-based uh, technology where most uh, – the problem I have with TrackMan, or j just using TrackMan exclusively, is that it's a lot of metrics. It, uh, it might fill your brain up with information, but it doesn't necessarily help you with the, the tempo and the timing in the golf swing. Right. Absolutely. Sean Lanning. So that's, that's the, Go yeah. ahead, Sean. No, that's, that's like the, the simplicity of Blast. It's, it's efficient. It's simple. A golfer can quickly learn how to use it within, say, 10, 15 minutes. You know, or like I said, our new app is going to be like ordering an Uber. It's going to be that simple uh, to utilize that technology. So we're excited about it. For those that are uh, interested in more about uh, your coaching how should they uh, get in touch with you and uh, find you out at Langdon Farms? Yeah, so my website is seanlanygolf.com. Uh, like I said, I'm at uh, Tri-Mountain as well as Langdon Farms. Uh, all my information is on there. I've got social media handles on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. 
at Sean Landy Golf. Uh, reach out, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. Well, we appreciate you joining us uh, this morning and uh, hope to uh, see you at either Langdon or Tri-Mountain uh, get soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks so much, Sean. Sean Lanyi Golf there. Uh, SeanLanyiGolf.com. That's L-A-N-Y-I Golf.com. Uh, all the information up there and then all the links to uh, the different systems he talked about. There's a lot in there. Um, and so breaking it down. But as you mentioned, a lot of these things, the aim point, the blast motion, more feel-based rather than very technical sorts of uh, information that sometimes is hard for the the average player to kind of quantify and put it back into a swing. Yeah, I, I agree. And I've been fortunate to investigate a lot of training aids and things and I use Aimpoint and I use Blast Motion, and I believe in them. They're simple, they're uh, feel based, they're going to help you play better and understand the swing without a lot of information yeah. running around in your head. That internal chatter can really create a problem. No question, no question. So thanks to Sean for joining us there. We'll come back, we'll wrap things up. Just uh, some thoughts. What stood out to both Harold and I? Uh, from this uh, last year of uh, of golf, the season wrapping up uh, a little bit on pace of play. Uh, the European Tour put out a four-point plan to uh, address it. PGA Tour hasn't uh, officially said anything about their current rules, but a lot of the players are now speaking out and pointing some fingers. So we'll get some thoughts on that as we wrap things up for the year. It's our final edition of Golf in the Northwest here for the season on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Our thanks again to Sean Lanny uh, for joining us there again. Sean Lanny Golf, L-A-N-Y-I Golf uh, for all that information. And hopefully uh, if you're looking to make significant improvements in your short game, give him a call. Yeah, and also Sean works with a full swing, too. Yep. He's worked with some of my former students and done a great job, college players and such. So if you've got a young uh, player who has some shows some promise, uh, and Sean works with some pretty young players, uh, I would uh, give him a holler out at Langdon. So the PGA Tour uh, wrapping up with the Tour Championship. They'll uh, start teeing off here shortly. Brooks Kepke, your leader at 13 under. Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, 12 under apiece. Xander Shoffley at 11 under. Paul Casey at 9 under. We'll see if anybody past them uh, can make a run on Saturday on a moving day. Uh, so the winner will not only win the Tour Championship, but take home the $15 million annuity uh, grand prize for winning the FedEx Cup Championship. Uh, we haven't heard much about pace of play at Eastlake. That's because there's only 30 guys in the field. They can space them out and, and get things moving. But we have heard a lot about it throughout the season. The European Tour earlier this week announced a four-point plan to address it on their tour. Uh, so there supposedly is not as many warnings uh, when a guy gets on the clock. Uh, so the rules official can start issuing penalties sooner before it seemed like you had to be given three, four, five warnings and then timed again. And then you say, okay, you're out of position. Now you're on the clock. Uh, they simplified it. You get one warning and this, if you don't 
pick it up at the next hole, then you're going to get a penalty. No, actually, you get uh, you get two? Two, two bad times. It's, it's no different than what they're doing right okay. now. It's just that they're saying, okay, you know what we're going to do? We really gonna, mean it this time? Yeah, we mean it this time. <laughs> this is like Gen X parents, you know, like... Well, son or daughter, you you made a mistake here. We're only going to give you three more warnings yeah. for the same problem. Now they are jacking up the fines, so that'll get people's yeah. attention. Uh, well, some people's attention. Uh, they've got some new education system, so everybody's going to have to go through some class. Uh, there's educational videos. I, I I don't know quite. Well, players don't. They, they need don't to know be educated. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, these. People have been playing since they were six. So they don't know how to uh, play ready golf. It's just amazing. Uh, they also, as far as the regulation, you have the option to request one-time extension per round. <laughs> so you're going to, what do you throw out, a yellow flag or something I, like I that know. and say, hey, I need a little more time for this shot. Uh, I think it's uh, really they're just – now they're, they're going to they're, it's just for show. Yeah. It doesn't uh, mean anything. So now at the BMW PGA Championship uh, in September, they've they're going to have a pace of play system. So there's actually going to be clocks up on some of the tee boxes, uh, and the referees are going to have times for every group, so they will know. Yeah, I mean that's part of the problem is you're out there, you're with your own group, then you need a ruling or something happens and you get caught up in just what's going on you have no idea for the most part what's going on on the rest of the course oh that's garbage they you look at the group in front of you well, i know if you lose sight of them you're behind so stay up with a group in front in front of you and then you're 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 going to be okay the last piece is they're reducing field sizes from 156 to 144 yeah and this is being discussed on the pga tour rory McIlroy came out he's in favor of this uh, some of the top players, they they see it as simply just if we cut out a couple of of groups, you know, especially in the first two rounds where you're going, you got threesomes, you're going off first and ten t. Are are they packing too many people onto these, and and is it unrealistic with a 156 person field to expect things to be done on time? Well, the problem with 156 players is that you also have weather delays and daylight and things like that. So backing it up a little bit might uh, get Friday's play in or Thursday's play in uh, quickly and and on time as opposed to extending it into another day. That's the only reason I see that justifies cutting field size. Uh, Your only time that you have a, a time issue on Thursday and Friday with that many players is because there's a lot of guys out there. Right. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, you don't have that problem. You've already cut to 70 and, well, and the maybe PGA to 65. Tour next year is going to 65 in ties, so yeah. they're hoping to avoid threesomes that they need to, to use, as was done a number of times this year, on Saturday and Sunday. Well, I don't think that this is any different than what they have now. If they want to make a, a difference, there's two things they can do. Eliminate the idea of fines. It doesn't have an impact. Start to penalize give them one warning the second time you're gonna you're gonna be dinged with a shot or uh maybe after that you start deducting fedex points and you want to get some people's attention 
take away 10 FedEx points exactly. and see how that makes an impression. Well, and something that becomes public, as right. there's a lot of fingers being pointed at Bryson DeChambeau now by several players on the tour. He's come up. We know about J.B. Holmes. Uh, you know, fines are typically not disclosed publicly from the PGA Tour for whatever they're fining you for, whether it's, you know, foul language, throwing clubs, all of those sorts of things. But obviously, when you're, on, when you're put on the clock, uh, at some point when you're told you're out of position, you need to pick it up, there's fines that go along with that, but those aren't publicly disclosed. Maybe if they started disclosing them, maybe that. Well, Guys having to answer the public and going, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, peer pressure is a great motivator, as we well know in our, our business here. The peer pressure I'm putting on you right now to perform. I'm immune to it. It's not going <laughs> to affect me whatsoever. <laughs> we only got a couple of minutes. Uh, quickly, yeah. Um, what are you going to remember most from this this last season, this last year of golf? Well, I think number one is that Tiger Woods, for some unknown reason, won the Masters. I mean, yes, I give him a huge amount of credit for doing it, but he's drifted off the off the page. I think what we're seeing. Uh, aside from the rules changes, I think we're seeing a changing of the guard. And all you have to do is look at the tournament, uh, the tour championship to see that Kepka, Thomas, McElroy, Shaffley, this is the future of golf. Uh, Phil and Tiger is not the future of golf. For me, it's a little bit more personal, a little bit closer to home. Uh, Scott Harrington's story. Uh, finally earning his PGA Tour card at the Winco last week with uh, everything he's uh, overcome both personally and in his professional career. Looks like he's uh, going to carry it over. Uh, somebody that uh, we've gotten to know a little bit over the last few seasons uh, covering that tournament. Uh, that's going to stick with me for a, for a long, long time. And hopefully, uh, as much as we love seeing him out of pumpkin, hopefully it's uh, many, many years before uh, he's back there. Uh, maybe in more of a <laughs> ceremonial uh, right. facility rather than playing in it. And so we wish him uh, the best of luck as he uh, moves forward to the PGA Tour. Yeah, and don't forget the ladies coming next week. Ladies at the will Cambia. be here next week. Uh, Julie Inkster will announce uh, her captain's picks for the Solheim Cup team. So uh, there will be a lot of those Solheim Cup representatives uh, playing here in Portland out of Columbia Edgewater, portlandclassic.com for tickets. Thanks again to Jeff Shane and Sean Laney for joining us. Uh, it's football season here, uh, officially on the fan. So, uh, Harold, until January. God, that's a, This season went very fast. It went fast. Yeah. It certainly did. Thanks to Will Darkins, our producer, all year long. And uh, we'll be back uh, probably mid-January when the uh, tour gets back stateside. Yeah, it, this has been a great season for us. Uh, you're a good buddy and, and a true professional. Well, I appreciate it, and it's, uh, it's always been a pleasure uh, having you in here and uh, helping us with golf knowledge and uh, putting us uh, in the right perspective. So with that, uh, enjoy your fall golf. Enjoy the football. For Harold, I'm Jason. Hit them straight. Susie said yes. They're tightening up. It's not right. like he's just sitting around sleeping all day. The little bit of moisture, I'm guessing, that we got. I'm a super senior. So I'm sure they had her out beating balls until the, the, the yeah. cows came home. Bogey, 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 bogey. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.